You're listening to Art Spin on Nation with myself, Christian, and Ellie. Yeah. And uh, we're just joined on the phone now by um, a wonderful special guest, uh, Rachel uh, Marza. Sorry? Rachel Marza? Yes? You know? <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Great to I thought, I thought it sounded like the sentence was going to keep going, so I didn't want to interrupt. But hello. <laughs> thank you for having me. Hello to all your awesome guests out there. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, um, uh, Rachel is the artistic director of um, Corin Dirk, uh, a wonderful show that's um, been touring again this year, and it's been on for a number of years, hasn't it? I remember seeing it, I think it was way back in 2011 when I saw it first. This, um, this story has had such an extraordinary life because it is one of the most extraordinary and yet, sadly, unknown stories. So, yeah, mm. we're going back seven, eight years now, we first started this conversation about how do you... Tell Tell the story of Corin Dirk, and at the the main source material was a an inquiry that was held in 1881. So the majority of the plays verbatim, strictly drawn from this inquiry. And what is so powerful about that is it gives direct voice, uh, actual voices to the to the people of 1881, both black fellows and white fellows. Mm-hmm. So um. Yeah, so the play has been, at its early incarnation, it was 100% verbatim, and now it's, this is its fourth, <laughs> fourth, yeah. fourth realisation with um, director Eva Grace Mullaly and an all-new cast, and it's, they've taken this production to a whole new level. Um, it's funny, it's buoyant, it's, you know, very impacting in really delivering the messages really strongly and clearly. So, um, yeah, we've had a real winner with this one. Sold out seasons all across uh, so far, the the month that they've been on tour, and they've got another month to go. Uh, And also there's uh, opportunities in some of the shows to stick around for the Q&A. Um, which is an opportunity to talk further about uh, the production itself and about the story itself. So um, we've had incredible questions that have been, and, you know, the majority of audiences that have stuck around for the Q&A. So I highly encourage anyone who's going to be able to get and see the show to come and come to the question and answer afterwards, stick around, because, um, yeah, they've, uh, it's been quite an astounding uh, tour. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and, yeah, any theatre show you see, I, I just always recommend going to the Q&A sessions. They're just always so fascinating and... And um, what sort of questions have you been getting from uh, from the audience so far? Well, interestingly enough, um, there's, you know, people want to just share their feelings and their experiences of, of having seen the story. I mean, the overwhelming response is how extraordinary the story is and how sad it is that it is so largely unknown. But at its heart is the story of Corinduk, which is this extraordinary, politically savvy community, uh, an Aboriginal station uh, just outside, uh, out near Healdsville, that had established a community alongside a couple of allies, like John Green, who was the manager of the station at the time and protector for Aborigines, and, uh, and, and other allies like Anne Bond. So they were able to run, unlike most reserves and missions, this was run on the principles of if you do the hard work, uh, you get the profits. And with those profits, you build your own houses. So it was built on the premise of self-determination. This is back in 1881. It's extraordinary. And it's such a telling and poignant comment for us to be making now as we debate, you know, reconciliation, recognition versus treaty. You know, and here we are in Reconciliation Week. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's how do we how do we work together 
Aboriginal people with, you know, the non-Aboriginal people of this country. We both call this land home. Now, how do we reconcile ourselves with our history and how do we move forward in a way that's productive and positive and, uh, and honest, you know, like, and that's mm. the hardest thing. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Corinder has had quite a profound response and the questions that are coming out of, have been um, very much, very quickly wanting to discuss, you know, what does recognise mean and what does it mean to have a treaty and sovereignty and it's it's incredible what an amazing stimulus, uh, you know, moments like these I go, that's why I get out of bed, this is why I make theatre, you know, I love it, I love that it's so powerful. This tour, you have um, gone with an all-Aboriginal cast. Can you speak a bit more about that? Absolutely. That was a very conscious decision. It was, well, as an Indigenous, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander theatre company, it it is about our fundamental kind of, um, my, as artistic director of the theatre company, my passion is about how we are able to determine our narratives and we have a long history and I in the context of we have a long history of those narratives and and uh, mythologies about Aboriginal people um false that are stereotyped and you know basically inaccurate and it's like well how do we start turning that around so it's so critical that that we are in creative control of our own stories I mean that's common sense so what was a very, um, getting back to your question, the idea that this was about a contemporary group of Aboriginal people telling this story in, a, in, in its, as, a, as an honouring, as a celebration, uh, as, a, as a way to educate from a black perspective. So having an all Aboriginal cast was very much about, well, a very kind of in-your-face <laughs> uh, direct statement about that these stories need to be told by us from our perspective. Mm. Yeah, that was something I can remember um, because we spoke to Shari Sebens uh, last year, I believe it was, uh, just about the theatre production she was in, but um, she played... Uh, Kay from the Sapphires as well. That's probably the role that she's most known for. And um, yeah, I think she put it in terms of like, being control of, of their own stories, like Indigenous people telling their own stories. She talked about kind of cutting out the middleman, the middle white man, um, as it were, in between um, yeah, the story and the audience. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things, one of the things that this Corinderk does so brilliantly is you get to see I mean, this is human nature. The stories that we want to tell about ourselves as a people are stories of our heroes. And we want to celebrate our warriors, our heroes, those people who, who before us forged the way, who, who inspire us. You know, it's human nature that we want to do this. All cultures do it. You know, we do it. I mean, Australia does it with Gallipoli or, um, you know, Ned Kelly. You know, you make heroes out of anything, really. <laughs> So, you know, and, and I often feel like, well, actually what we're trying to do as black followers is no different. It's actually we want to tell the stories of our warriors, our heroes, our leaders as well. Uh, and that comes through really strongly. You know, the cast have done a glorious job along with director Eva, uh, Grace Mullally. And, yeah, it's been quite an ex- Kamara Bell-Wikes dramaturg. Uh, yeah, an extraordinary team and, and it's... And, and I noticed it's, you know, because it's interesting not being creatively involved in the production directly. I've mm. come in to see the show and it's like, wow, this is what happens when black followers have control over their own narratives. It's these really strong, positive, complex way in which we depict our stories. Yeah. 
And it's really affirming. The white, mm. you know, a lot of this is for a, what's really critical about this story is it is a shared story. So we're very much speaking to both audiences, black followers and white followers, because in the story itself, we we literally see how white followers and black followers were able to work together. You know, and, mm. and even back then, the attitudes of common sense and decency and humanity existed. They were very much a voice, despite what John Howard said when he refused to apologise, when he reckoned, why should we apologise for policies that were appropriate for the values of the day, I think I remember him saying. I was yeah. like, are you serious? What a, a, what, a, what a way of wiping your hands mm. of, of, you know, of stepping up as a leader himself. That is bullshit. Because here, that, oh, I'm not, sorry, I just swore. Sorry about that. Sorry, audiences. Sorry. <laughs> Um, what this show demonstrates is that there were there were very you know grounded, real, humane, and decent um, non-Aboriginal people in Australia back then. It's just I just wish they were running the country, but unfortunately they weren't. <laughs> but they were very, they were very good allies, and uh, for mm. me that's an inspiration to remind us that hey, it's not going to be easy, but if we stand side by side, there is a way forward. Mm. And the fact that, yeah, it has been done before and so long ago and, um, yeah, in a way that's, I guess, like, rarely sort of talked about or depicted or, uh, gosh, yeah, talking about the values of the times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and especially, like, yesterday being the 50th anniversary of the 67 referendum and it was just mm. so amazing to reflect back on what was one of the most profound moments in Australian political history where a resounding support for Aboriginal people existed and re mm. and resulted in this massive affirmative vote. 90.77% mm. of Australians voted yes. Mm. I mean, it's profound. The, the amount of goodwill in this country was unprecedented. Mm. And it, we, we kind of have to take stock of that and remind ourselves that actually what's been happening since then has been divisive and negative and has been kind of eroding away this spirit of who we are as a country and we need to get back to that we need to as a nation you know have the guts to stand up for common sense decency humanity um it's it, we have to be courageous we have to be yeah we can't let oh it's too hard so do nothing <laughs> excuse get in the way it's hmm. yeah apathy is probably our worst enemy oh wow but yeah that's that really is like a very per yeah very strong statement i think that's yeah it really gets to the heart of it thank you so yeah. much for yeah thank you so much for chatting us today rachel that was yeah just such an important well, conversation hope, to have i hope you <laughs> I hope your mob out there can all get a chance to come and see the show we've still mm. got a massive tour ahead of us but um i think only another week in victoria so um yeah hopefully either kyneton on tuesday the geelong is on thursday friday saturday so yeah that's um only a few shows left in victoria for all you mob out there so oh, yeah. <laughs> see if you can get along yeah, oh, yeah. Then, then, then we go into yeah, yeah, so for our, yeah. our yeah, national audience of Sin Nation, um, so you're going to New South Wales after that, aren't you? Australian Capital Territory? Yeah, off Queensland, the Canberra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bathurst, Bethnog, yeah. Wyong, yeah. Anyway, you can head to the, uh, yeah. the our website if you, you follow that there want to know more, the obituary.com.au um, website. Um, you'll be able to see the full length of the tour and see if you can get a chance to come along and see it. But, um, 
Yeah, it's been quite a joy. It's definitely one of those absolutely affirming moments where you go, wow, I really love what I do. <laughs> oh, <fantastic. laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, congratulations, really, on, on the success of Corin Dirk. And, yeah, I hope the rest of the run goes goes as well as it has been going. And Yeah. Yeah, just... And, uh, and, just, and just a big shout-out to everybody, all the activity that's happening. Get out there to anything that's happening for this Reconciliation Week. Mm. You know, I think the whole concept of how we work together as we move forward, you know, this week is a good week to celebrate that. You know, that's the way forward for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> thanks for having us. Oh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, and yeah, best, yeah. best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> wonderful. You're listening to Arts Pronunciation with Christian Ellie. And yes, we just had wonderful Rachel Mazza.